I'm excited to welcome back IWI as a sponsor of the Three Gun Show. Longtime listeners will remember IWI and the Three Gun Show's runs at Red October and Kalash Bash with their Galil Ace. Available in 545 x 39 762 x 39 and 5.56, the Galil Ace is an absolute dominator at AK matches. IWI has released a Gen 2 of the Ace with tons of upgrades featuring a free float M-Lock handguard, an updated trigger profile, shortened safety throw, and it now ships with a Magpul CTR stock with a little cheek riser in there so you can see through your scope. And now IWI has joined the AR-15 game as well. Their Zion 15 is available in both a 12.5 or 16-inch barrel with a 5.56 chamber, and it features a free float handguard in 11.5 or 15 inches, respectively. With a mid-length gas system and a 1.8 twist, the IWI checks all of the boxes at an incredibly low price. Whether you're looking for a bullpup, traditional rifle, or a pistol, IWI has several options to satisfy your needs. This episode of the Three Gun Show is sponsored by Isotune Sport. Isotune Sport makes advanced Bluetooth hearing protection for shooters. My hearing is very important to me for obvious reasons, and I absolutely love how quickly their tactical sound control reacts to cut out loud gunfire. One feature, though, that I never thought I would use on the range is Bluetooth technology, and I'm actually kind of loving it. Isotune Sport Ear Pro easily connects to my phone, and from there, I can listen to some Beastie Boys or Poison or even a podcast to get me in the zone while I'm setting up for practice or stirring a rifle, something like that. And if I'm caught by surprise by gunfire from the next bay over, I know that my hearing is safe. Lately, I've been rocking the wireless in-ear caliber model because they are lightweight, have a great uh, battery life, and won't get tangled in the buttstock of my long guns. You can check them out for yourself. I'll have a link in the show notes at 3gunshow.com. I'm pumped to be working with Isotune Sport, and I thank them for sponsoring the show. Welcome to the 3Gun Show. I'm your host, Dave Hartman. This short-form podcast is a departure from the weekly long-form interviews that we do here. This is meant to be a bite-sized send-off for the weekend where I answer your questions and talk about current events in the shooting space. If you get something useful from this show, pick up your phone right now and share it with a friend or on social media. As usual, show notes are at 3GunShow.com. While you're there, check out the Pro Shop for 3Gun Show apparel, coffee mugs, digital products, and a selection of scopes, red dots, and other shooting accessories. Thanks for tuning in. All right, here we go. Special road trip edition of the Q&A. We've got our, our buddy Brian Duncan sent us a bunch of them. We're on the way back from JKM. We were just talking to Brian Duncan. He was asking me a bunch of questions. I'm like, dude, put these in, uh, in a message on uh, Instagram, and uh, I'll answer them on the show. And here we go. Thanks, yeah. Brian. He was, like, legit, like, like, hey, uh, do you guys really want listener questions? Like, no, we say it on the show all the time, but no one <laughs> sends them in. He's like, oh, I, because I, I got questions, and he, uh, yeah. he, he dropped, he dropped a mail bomb on us here. So, yep. So big, big ups to Brian. So, hey, we will answer your question if you send it in. Uh, all right. So, number one question is ideal pistol grain weight and or limited, or excuse me, and or power factor for pistol ammo. Limited tack mod open. And I do like that he included mod in there. Well, mod so. is the future, so. Mod is the future. 
we're going around a big corner here, so if it sounds like I'm uh, barfing. <laughs> okay, back here. Uh, no, Adam, I am not okay. All right, so I'm not I'm not a loader on this one, so I'll I'll uh, give my simplistic uh, answer. So when when you're starting out, pick yep. what ammo, whatever ammo you can afford and whatever ammo you can bring for pistol. Um, and that can be just like Winchester White Box that you find. Uh, used to be able to find at Walmart. I don't know if they still sell stuff there. Federal, uh, like Maroon Box, whatever. The cheapest stuff that you can find. And it's generally 115 uh, grain. But then once you get a little more competitive, you're going to want to step up into um, some minor power factor loads. And generally people go by minor power factor as outlined by USPSA, which is a number Adam will tell us right now. Power factor as defined by USPSA is <laughs> your bullet weight times your muzzle velocity. There you go. And uh, what's what's the floor number for minor power factor? So these are these are arbitrary numbers that don't really mean anything other than USPSA said this is the power floor that we're going to use. Right. So like the number comes out to one hundred and twenty five thousand, but I don't I don't think it's any number that really. But makes they drop sense. the th they drop the zeros, right? So it's just one hundred twenty five. I think I think that's just slang that people oh, okay. use. Well, anyway, but anyway, yeah. So th so they set essentially what they were trying to do is they were trying to make hand loading ammunition competitive with what people were buying off the shelf. So they were trying to at least have hand loads be in the neighborhood of what was commercially available. So you couldn't hand load something that was unobtainable on the commercial market if you weren't going to hand load. Right. So they figured 125 power factor pretty much encompassed everything commercially available in like a soft nine millimeter mm -hmm. ammo. It's most commercially available ammo is actually higher than that, but they're trying to yeah. be like what they didn't want is some person to show up with store bought ammo and then get DQ'd, right? Um, but still have people trying to load with some sort of power in that neighborhood. So 125 is about what 115 nine millimeter is supposed to be, roughly speaking. And then uh, 165 is in the neighborhood of uh, what a, you know. Major power factor. Is, that's, that's what they call major power factor. And so that's supposed to encompass anything 40, 45 right. um, at the time that they came up with it. So years ago, um, I believe it was on like a Ben Steger podcast when he used to just answer Q&A by himself. Um, I think he said it was that he prefers 147 or 124 or whatever it is. He just likes the heavier grain bullets because it maintains power factor, less powder, cycles slower. Is that right? So less felt recoil. So uh, what I what I do is I buy either 124 or 147, whatever is available from the suite, S-U-I-T-E, manufacturers that are minor power factor. Usually they're about 130 power factor because they want to give you a little bit of room if you're in a cold or warm environment. And that's that's about all I think about it. And then I save that specifically for shooting three gun. And then if I'm shooting other stuff for YouTube reviews or for uh, testing, I'll do uh, just a normal off the shelf 115s. So I kind of keep it simple and, I don't, and then I don't really think about it too much after that. How about you, Adam? I kind of keep it simple too, but in a in a bit of a different way. And um, what you have to remember about this question, like I'm not picking on Brian specifically, but like when people ask this question, they're asking, "What is the magic ammo I can put in my gun and have it feel amazing?" 
Oh, so it, so it doesn't recoil, so it runs like a, a sewing machine, but will still knock over the heavy poppers. Right. Yeah. So what they're they're trying they're trying to get you know skip to the good part on that, mm-hmm. and in that regard, that is super gun dependent. It depends entirely on your specific combination of of barrel length, spring, grip pressure, and all that. So so even you know twenty eleven to twenty eleven, might you know the one. You know the way I, and uh, the way a certain load will feel to me and my gun will feel entirely different to Dylan Easley, you know, and vice versa. Because He's got that huge man grip. Yeah, I mean, have you seen him? <laughs> Chiropractor, man, he can like, like crush almonds in those things. Yeah, his his grip is like. Not not joking. He's got massive amount amounts. He's of got grip he's got dairy farmer strength. Let's yeah, just say that. There you, you go. Know? Um, and so, so if you're looking for that, <laughs> you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to do some homework, and you're gonna have to try everything and, and experiment because you're trying to hone in on a specific sensation for your specific pistol. All right. So so know that, um, and. And so, and different stuff's going to feel different. What I've found over the years is that how it actually feels, it is a confidence boost. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're shooting, when you're shooting that ammo that makes your gun feel amazing, like it's just, it's just a good time. I mean, I think that's, I think at the root of it, you know, once we get past our competitive nature, I think that's why we do the sport, right? We want to, want to feel the gun shooting good. Yeah. Um, so I, but at the same time, like, um, my situation, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't been exclusive to a load. Like I haven't done all the research and then just stayed with one, and fa- and that's what I shoot just because of uh, my job and my personal situation. And over the over the years, I've tried a lot of stuff, and and what I'm shooting this year probably won't be the same as what I'm shooting next year. Um, but um, so some stuff, every, it all feels different. Right. But I've never shot a match and then looked at the score and th- I could have been I could have been one place higher if I had ammo that shot flatter. Right. Or I would you know I feel like this ammo I would have been 10% better if I shot this ammo. Right. Uh, on a recoil impulse sense. Like I mean yeah, it's got a group good and it's got a feed good, but I think when people ask this question they're asking about recoil. Well, and so and I will say that uh, I've seen a lot of people uh, chase subminer power factor because all uh, over the map, yeah. Because they are looking for the um, the lightest recoiling and the fastest recovery and stuff like that. Yep. And they don't plan on shooting USPSA, so totally understandable, right? Because we don't have power factor in three gun. Yep. So that's great until that popper doesn't fall over, and you have like an argument that pushes the whole match behind. It's really annoying because we all know you're shooting buddy fart ninety five power factor. It's it's silly, yep. so I would I would say just use the or, uh, or Amax is coming around with his five inch nineteen eleven and <laughs> and Fioshi one fifteen and yeah you know, there you like go you're gonna lose there you go <laughs> yeah for a calibration gun um, I I would say just you know find find a uh, if you're not loading find a minor power factor um, guaranteed load from one of the sweet yeah. manufacturers which I mean and like go for it. Uh, federal puts a lot of effort into the sport, so like that's the idea behind Federal Action Pistol. Yeah, is that it's it's trying to be it's trying to be closer to power factor with an eye towards being close to power factor than other ammo is. Other ammo is actually hotter. Yeah, way you know? hotter. So they're trying to be close, uh, 
Um, the interesting thing is, like, so they're all Sammy spec, right? But every spec has a tolerance. Yeah. And uh, Amax just mentioned uh, 115 grain Fioshi, which are known to be a hot round. Yep. Uh, Sig 9mm, I shot uh, some of that at a demo uh, a few years back where that was, like, the, uh, the demo's... Um, ammunition, I guess. They were the ammunition supplier for the demo. Yeah, they were the ammo sponsor. Holy that. craptastic, that stuff was hot. And then uh, Federal American Eagle. So those three stand out in uh, my mind as being very hot, 115 grain factory loads. Mm-hmm. And then everything else falls, seem, seems to, everything else seems to fall under that, but they're uh, just about the same. Yeah. Well, and um, also keep in mind, too, that this isn't frozen in time. Yeah. So those ammo manufacturers, I mean, that's a commodities business. So the specific blend of powder they're using year to year, you yeah. know, over a span of time can change. So you you could do all this research this year. Five years from now, you could do the same research and you might find something different because they might have changed vendors. Right. So if you're loading yourself, that's really the only way that you're going to get the same stuff over and over again. But... I will tie this up for you here and get to what Brian actually wants us to ask here. The what you're what you're wrestling with conceptually is a lighter bullet moving faster or a heavier bullet moving slower. Right. And now, you know, action reaction, all that stuff. So the heavier bullet coming out, the more you're potentially gonna have coming back. However, for the pressures involved in the specs for ammunition, generally speaking, there is less pressure behind a heavier bullet or there's less um the the powder charges that are behind heavier bullets are softer than lighter bullets right so what one of the major things you feel as recoil is like the uncorking of all that pressure as the bullet pops out the end of the barrel and all of a sudden the barrel pressure drops to zero so when ben was talking about how he likes the 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 slower push sensation of a heavier bullet what he's talking about is the powder charges associated with pushing those bullets at these speeds to hit major or minor power factor, that's going to be a softer pressure than than a uh, 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 a lighter bullet charge. However, it's a heavier bullet leaving. So equal and opposite things can be said. Some people like I've gone to matches where guys were shooting, they were swearing by it. The uh, the ninety grain Hornady defensive ammo yeah the pink ones you know that they Mm -hmm. sell to chicks um ladies those actually are like barely power factor or maybe even go sub minor huh interesting defensive ammo defensive ammo (laughs) hollow points you buy it in the little boxes so they were saying you know the same thing can be said on the other end of the spectrum but sensation wise you kind of have to explore that that gap and see what you like because you're you're talking about a sensation and it's going to be completely completely subjective to you there's no objective way that we can say yep uh unless we're you know we were sponsored by an ammo company and we were a (laughs) shill there's no way we could say oh yep you get xyz ammo and that is the best there is in every gun i've shot ever you know and and ammo that i like in you know ammo that i like in my atlas gun might not shoot the same out of my shadow might not shoot the same out of my glock might not shoot the same out of my you know um, whatever. So there's that. Now, generally speaking, what do I use in these various divisions that he asked about? Uh, limited uh, or, you know, tack optics, uh, five inch guns. And then we, I think we can extend that to modified now as well. Cause the, 
the guns themselves are very similar other than the sighting system. Yeah, I guess I should qualify. My, my answer was for uh, tack limited, yep. you know, limited uh, and mod. Yep. I, I don't have to, experience with open. I tend to park it in the middle of the road at like 124 grains, 130 grains, like those mm -hmm. middleweight bullets. Um, and then at, you know, at a moderate power charge and, you know, play around with them. Uh, when I hand load, when I hand load, allegedly I use 3.8 grains of, of tight group. Uh, do your, do your research, check your pressures, but 3.8 grains of tight group on a 124 is what I'm using. Um, on in open minor, so a real open gun in minor, I actually like the factory 115s mm. and 124, like the actual blue box or you know the the factory stuff that is a little bit hot. It's a little bit a little bit spicy in just the right way right. Uh, for that for that compensator sensation to be good for me. Um, lots of guys in open they actually shoot major ammo. Um, uh, my friend Tucker, he, he just shoots major all the time. And, um, you know, it, it started off as, you know, kind of a USPSA thing. Like, I only shoot major because, you know, only want reps on that. But <clears throat> he actually had an opportunity to go back and forth, back and forth. He's like, I actually like the way that the major shoots better uh, in that particular gun that he wants to use. Uh, so some guys are just shooting open major. Scott Green's another one. Scott Green shoots open major all the time, I think. Yep. Um, what was the other division he asked about? I don't know if there are any others that apply. That's all. But the the unported guns, I tend to be a, a middleweight bullet. I have tried the really heavy stuff, like uh, you know, five or so years ago. Uh, there was a time where like the one sixty five grain nine millimeters were hot for yeah. a minute. Um, but the thing you have to remember with those really heavy, really slow bullets is you also get the slide cycling at a very slow speed so you can get the gun to a point where you feel like you're waiting on it to close right um which is the opposite end of the spectrum from a gun that snaps back and forth so fast that it dips right when it, when it recoils so you can kind of get ammo on both ends of the spectrum and really you just kind of want for a three gun you just want to be something in the middle because uh, you're not going to get chronoed currently you're not going to get chronoed trying to make a power factor but you do have to knock knock uh, targets over and activate them. And if you don't, uh, there's going to be an RM that's coming around with ammo that is a known quantity. And then you're rolling the dice on if your ammo was hotter or not as hot as theirs. Yeah. Um, so that's hopefully an answer to your question on that one. There you go. Quick road trip question. Thank you, Brian, for uh, submitting it. Thanks, Bri. Want me to answer your question, or maybe this podcast left you with more questions than you started with? Go ahead, email me, dave at 3gunshow.com, and you might be featured in a future episode. The 3 Gun Show is proud to be a part of the Firearms Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the 3 Gun Show. We'll see you on the range.